Here we go, Law of One, session nine. Today we're gonna to talk about the Mars transfer and Bigfoot, the origins of Bigfoot, which are related to the Mars transfer. Let's begin. To begin, remember, we came from session eight, where it was mostly the secret space program. And Don was a little confused about this, all uh, the information that he got. And he was unsure that he wanted to keep asking questions about this because Rod told him that it had nothing to do with the law of one. And it was what they call transient information, which is nothing that we can take out into our spiritual growth and rather just like events that happen in our current space-time, as he calls it. So at the beginning of this session, Don tells Ra that they have made up their minds and that they're going to pursue the law of one teachings or philosophies rather than, you know, this transient information. He also asks about incarnation as it relates to them, like the group, uh, Jim, Carla, and Don. So he wanted to know a little bit of uh, incarnation about themselves, like previous incarnations. To this Ra response, like, um, yeah, we can give you some information that is harmless, uh, but it's we can't give you too much because one of the teachings about reincarnations or previous incarnations is that you don't want to get caught in uh, your previous lives because they kind of interfere with the distraction here of who you were and the things that you did. So, uh, well, I guess it's cool to know who you were in the past and a lot of people have found out it's not really that much relevant for spiritual growth because it's something that you already did and you don't want to carry that stuff. So after that, he asked something about healing that Ra also responds like, you know, use your best judgment. We don't guide. We only give lessons. And I love that part uh, that Ra is always given that type of information saying that I cannot tell you what to do, but I can tell you um, what what works and what doesn't. And it's up to your judgment, you know, how to to proceed. And with that, then they get into the real meat of this session, and it's going to be about the cycles. So let's start with the first question that is relevant for this session. The way I understand the process of evolution of a planetary population is that a population has a certain amount of time to progress. This is generally divided into three 25,000 year cycles. At the end of 75,000 years, the planet progresses itself. What caused this situation to come about? The preciseness of the years, 25,000 years, etc. What set this up to begin with? Visualize, if you will, the particular energy which, outward flowing and inward coagulating, formed the tiny realm of the creation governed by your council of Saturn. Continue seeing the rhythm of this process. The living flow creates a rhythm which is as inevitable as one of your timepieces. Each of your planetary entities began the first cycle when the energy nexus was able in that environment to support such mind-body experiences. Thus, each of your planetary entities is on a different cyclical schedule, as you might call it. The timing of these cycles is a measurement equal to a portion of intelligent energy. This intelligent energy offers a type of clock. The cycles move as precisely as a clock strikes your hour. Thus, the gateway from intelligent energy to intelligent infinity 
opens regardless of circumstance on the striking of the hour. All right, so first let's dissect the question that Don was asking. He wanted to know about the cycles, specifically the 75,000 year cycles and how they are created. To this raw response that is just like an inherent part of the creation of the solar system and that at the moment of the creation then the planetary spheres go through the different cycles of what we know of densities of consciousness and how these entities are being created. That's why he says that every entity it's in its own schedule, meaning first, second, third, and now fourth density, which we're transitioning into. Then he says that regardless of the situation of the planet, we are going to transition into the next cycle, no matter what happens. And that's what he calls the gateway to intelligent infinity from intelligent energy opens regardless of the situation and it's almost like as the clock strikes the hour. So that's it in that regard. Again, he's only explaining how the cycles begin and how they end, and that's basically it. Let's go with the next question, where Don wants to know about the first entities in the planet. And he asks, the original first entities on this planet, what was their origin? Where were they before they were on this planet? And this is just a typical raw response. He says, the first entities upon this planet were water, fire, air, and earth. Now, it's funny because I know Don was asking like, which one were the first entities like us? And just to explain really briefly what he means is that these are first density entities. And these are the ones that form matter. Uh, the four elements as we know it is just the properties at which the consciousness of the universe creates matter and matter as we know it of course so that's the interaction that he's talking about but then Don you know clarifies and he asks where did the people who are like us who were the first ones here where did they come from from where did they evolve and Ross says oh you speak of third density experience the first of those to come here were brought from another planet in your solar system called, by you, the red planet, Mars. This planet's environment became inhospitable to third density beings. The first entities, therefore, were of this race, as you may call it, manipulated somewhat by those who were guardians at the time. Don asks, what race is that? And how did they get from Mars to here? Ra responds, the race is a combination of the mind-body-spirit complexes of those of your so-called red planet in a careful series of genetical adjustments made by the guardians of that time. These entities arrived or were preserved for the experience upon your sphere by a type of birthing which is non-reproductive but consists of repairing genetic material for the incarnation of the mind-body-spirit complexes of those entities from the red planets. Okay, so here we need to talk about something uh, important that clarifies a little bit more that it's, uh, it's now well known what happened and what Ra means here by the work of uh, Kearney Brown, who was a researcher that did remote viewing. And in this, um, in this work, he was able to see what happened in Mars. So what Ra is referring is that Mars had an issue 
that they had to bring the entities there and they would have to transfer them here to Earth. Now for that, they had to do a genetic modification of their own being because they had to be adapted to the planet Earth. And it's interesting that the way he um, words this out, he says that it was an, in a, uh, they were transferred here in a non-reproductive sort of birthing, which means that as far as I know in the literature that, that God, you know, uh, Dr. Brown in this was that this, um, this, this type of modification was done almost like to transfer the soul from one body to the next one. So they created a body that was able to withstand everything here on Earth, and then they transfer the soul into it. So that's why they call it non-reproductive. It was a transfer of soul. And that's what he's explaining here. And they came from Mars. So again, let's just keep going with what um, Don asks next. And he says, then I'm assuming what you're saying is that the Guardians transfer the race here after the race had died from the physical as we know it on Mars. Is that correct? Ra says, this is correct. He goes on to ask, the Guardians obviously were acting with an understanding of the Law of One in doing this. Can you explain the application of the Law of One in this process? Ra says, the Law of One was named by these Guardians as the bringing of the wisdom of the Guardians in contact with the entities from the Red Planet thus melding the social memory complex of the Guardian race and the Red Planet race. It, however, took an increasing amount of distortion into the application of the Law of One from the viewpoint of other Guardians. And it is from this beginning action that the quarantine of this planet was instituted. For it was felt that the free will of those of the Red Planet had been abridged. Now, Again, Ra is just explaining what happened uh, when the transfer was done by the people who started the transfer. And those who started the transfer were the Guardians, those who are here to protect us and to guide the process of evolution. And it's the same as the transfer, um, well, I can't say it was the same as, but it was part of the Confederation who transferred the same group of, of, of entities that transferred from Maldek to here. And one of the cool things that they say here is that they, uh, because of this, it was uh, considered by other guardians, other entities in the confederation, that there was a disruption of free will. Uh, so because of that, they had to meld their social memory complex to them, and now they are attached. Pretty similar sounds to me like when Ra built the pyramids and taught the Egyptians how to do the process of ascension with this magnificent um, structure that they were bound to us now because of the free will distortion that they created on us. So basically it's a risk that a lot of higher density entities take when they try to help us. Once they break free will in some sort, they are attached to us and they need to be with us and guide us through this process. So pretty cool thing to get out of this and also he talks about that this is the beginning of the quarantine which I guess has to do with uh, just sealing out the planet from further uh, intervention from other entities that can come here and might want to help us and it may become like a messy thing you know for them to manage so I guess you know that's that's the reason let's go on Don asks where the entities were the entities of the red planet following the law of one prior to leaving the red planets 
Ross says, the entities of the red planet were attempting to learn the laws of love, which form one of the primal distortions of the law of one. However, the tendencies of these people towards bellicose actions caused such difficulties in the atmospheric environment of their planet that it became in hospital for third density experience before the end of its cycle. Thus, the red planet entities were unharvested and continued in your illusion to attempt to learn the law of love. So this just means that the entities on planet Mars were trying to, they were third density beings and they were trying to learn the law of love, which guesses to fourth density. But because of the bellicose actions that they had, they basically destroy their atmosphere, which is something that we were at risk recently with the Cold War and everything else, but we were taken care of. So because they didn't want what happened in Mars to happen here, they uh, they guarded us but in Mars that's what happened they destroyed the atmosphere and because of that they had to be transferred here so they can continue their growth in the cycle that started here so uh, almost what may happen to a lot of people that are not harvested in the or harvested into four density they're gonna have to repeat their cycle in another planet so basically the same thing that happened to Martians that were transferred here it's gonna happen to the people in planet Earth right now that are going to need to be transferred to another planetary sphere of third density to continue their growth. So really cool note here and uh, something to consider. Let's go on with what Don asks and he says, how long ago did this transfer occur from the red planet to Earth? Ross says, in your time, this transfer occurred approximately 75,000 years ago. Were there any entities of this form that I am now, two arms, two legs, on this planet before this transfer occurred? There have been visitors to your sphere at various times for the last four million of your years. Speaking approximately, these visitors did not affect the cycling of the planetary sphere. It was not third density in its environment until the time previously mentioned. So really cool note here. Um, Don is asking again if <laughs> before the transfer and you know he's talking about before the 75,000 years so probably a hundred thousand years I know in Don mind, Don's mind he was thinking about the evolution of like say primates into humans and Ra goes like yeah four million years ago there have been people like you with two arms and legs but he's referring to just visitors uh, entities from third density possibly four two they came here just to hang out because the planet was beautiful or whatever other reason they had and you know they've been just visiting like a tour and this is still happening by the way despite the quarantine it seems like it still happens now and then um, but the point is that they they came here and yes you know they they were visiting but not in the question that he was asking and that's why he says like you know Ra is saying like they didn't interfere with you know the third density because third density wasn't here actually with the cycles um and that's what he means you know with uh, third density wasn't available at that time so i thought it was just a curious note that don is asking and he clarifies so let's go into that he says then there were second density entities here prior to approximately seventy-five thousand years ago what type of entities were these? The second density is the density of the higher plant life and animal life, which exists without the upward drive towards the infinite. These second density beings are of an octave of consciousness, just as you find various orientations of consciousness 
among the conscious entities of your vibration. Do any of these second density entities have shapes like ours? Two arms, two legs, head, and walk upright on two feet. Process, the two higher of the sub-vibrational levels of second density beings had the configuration of the biped, as you mentioned. However, the erectile movement which you experienced was not totally affected in these beings who were tending towards the leaning forward, barely leaving the quadrupedal position. So I know that Don wanted to get into the uh, evolution of primates to humans, and that's what he's getting to. Uh, Ra has always a little bit of trouble trying to understand what Don is asking specifically, but he's just saying that, first of all, second density is all plants and animals, like he said. And Don wanted to know if there were like, you know, people like us or primates like that, that missing link that they're always talking about. And Ra says that, yeah, there were like primates, of course, that were leaning forward, but you know, that was, that. that's all so far. And that's where we are. So let's continue because he keeps asking, this is gonna lead to Bigfoot. So let's hang tight. He says, where did these beings come from? Were they a product of evolution as it is understood by our scientists? Were they evolved from the original material of the earth that you spoke of? This is correct, Ra says. Do these beings then evolve from second density to third density? Big question. Ra says, this is correct. Although no guarantee can be made of the number of cycles it will take an entity to learn the lessons of consciousness of self, which are the prerequisites for transition to third density. Is there any particular race of people on our planet now who were incarnated here from second density? There are no second density consciousness complexes here on your sphere at this time. However, there are two races which use the second density form. One is the entities of the planetary sphere you call Maldek. These entities are working their understanding complexes through a series of what you would call karmic restitutions. They dwell within your deeper underground passageways and are known to you as Bigfoot. The other race is that being offered a dwelling in this density by guardians who wish to give the mind-body-spirit complexes of those who are of this density at this time appropriately engineered physical vehicles, as you would call this chemical complexes, in the event that there is what you call nuclear war. So Don was asking first if there were any incarnated second density beings here, which Ra responds, no there's not. But he talks about uh, two different races that are here, second density beings, that are allowed in this planet. Now, he talks about Maldek. Remember, Maldek was destroyed in previous sessions. We discussed how it was um, it was destroyed and the population there was uh, taken out and brought to this planet where they were actually uh, created into, or they were, later on they talk about Maldog a lot, and they explain how the once they recovered the spirits of the population of Maldog, they decided both, they agree to be in a second density vehicle, so it's a Bigfoot, 
And the reason why they explain later is because they didn't want to have access to the technology that they used to. So now they were using that karmic restitution that they're talking about. And that's one type of the Bigfoot that they're talking about, or actually one type of the second density beings, conscious beings that are here on the planet. Then they talk about something uh, which they're going to clarify now about the other second density vehicle that is here for nuclear war. So let's get into that. I didn't understand what these vehicles or beams were for that were appropriate in the event of nuclear war. Process. These are beings which exist as instinctual second density beings, which are being held in reserve to form what you would call a gene pool in case these body complexes are needed. These body complexes are greatly able to withstand the rigors of radiation, which the body complexes you now inhabit could not do. Pretty cool. So what Ra is revealing here is that they had like a backup type of uh, human suit. Hopefully it looks like human, but it's a second density type of vehicle, like what we have, a mind body that can harbor a spirit. And that's in the event that there was a nuclear war, they wanted to transfer the spirits because they had no other place to go in the solar system right now, as far as we know, for third density um, experience. So they have these vehicles there just in case there was a nuclear war and they couldn't stop it. But um, it's, it, it's curious just to know that they had that and it's like a suit for us to be transferred into. Just like they transfer from Mars to, uh, to Earth, humans, they were going to transfer, I guess, us humans to this form uh, that was able to withstand radiation so we could continue our growth despite the nuclear war that was possible here. So let's go to Don obviously wants to know, where are these body complexes located? Ross says, these body complexes of the second race dwell in uninhabited, uninhabited deep forests. There are many in various places over the surface of your planets. Are they Bigfoot type creatures? Ross says, this is correct, although we would not call these Bigfoot as they are scarce and are very able to escape detection. The first race is less able to be aware of proximity of other mind-body-spirit complexes, but these beings are very able to escape due to their technological understanding before their incarnations here. These entities of the glowing eyes are those most familiar to your peoples. Don asks, then there are two different types of Bigfoot, correct? Ra says, there are three types of Bigfoot if you will accept that vibratory sound complex used for three such different races of mind-body-spirit complexes. The first two we have described. The third is a thought form. And that finishes up the discussion about Bigfoot. There are three types of Bigfoot. The first one seems to be the one from Maldic, which they allowed here to finish up their karmic uh, pay off that they had to do for, for their ascension. Uh, they do say in uh, in future sessions that they have there are very few of them already, uh, and they have been doing their work uh, independently from 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 us. And there's also another one which they brought here as a gene pool in case we needed that type of body, which is a lot more resistant to radiation in case of a nuclear war. And the third one is a thought form. So there you have it. That's the origin of Bigfoot from three different sources as we would call it. And I like that Ross says, you know, we wouldn't call it Bigfoot, but if you want to call it that, that's fine, I guess. 
Um, and that's basically it. It has to do with the transfer of Maldic, has to do with our proximity to uh, nuclear war and possibly ending humanity. And the third one they don't describe, but they only say it as a thought form, so we don't know yet what it is. And that's it. That's all I got for today. Session 9 is over. Uh, I will, again, invite you to subscribe if you haven't already. Get a like, notification, all that youtube thing. And that's it. I'll see you in session 10 when we will talk more about this beautiful law of one that I enjoy so much talking about. So I'll see you then. Thank you so much for watching.